Hello everyone and welcome to Showhoppers. Today we are covering Mrs. Davis, episode 8, the final intercut, so I'm your horse. I am Mr. Sal, high school science teacher, having just watched and finished Mrs. Davis for the first time and the second time. <laughs> and I'm watching, I'm covering this uh, episode with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Kurt, how do you feel about hashtag blessed? Eh, I just don't understand that stuff nowadays. Uh. Okay. <laughs> just don't understand it. Would you like me What's to explain it to you? <laughs> <laughs> you see a hashtag. No, I love hashtag that... blessed. Oh, no. Do you really? <laughs> um, I'm indifferent to it. Oh, okay. I, I actually I have a big problem with hashtag blessed. <laughs> Can I ask why? Yeah, because it implies that if you if you're not saying it, that you're cursed. No, it's like saying you're grateful for something. Like just because you don't say you're grateful doesn't mean you're not grateful. No, 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 no. Gr gratitude is different. Mm, well, saying you're grateful is like saying. I think saying hashtag blessed it. makes it is just you saying you feel blessed. Right. So hashtag blessed in, implies that God is smiling on you, pointing their finger at you, and saying, "This one, I love this one. I'm gonna no, give this one good things." No, no, and and then no. if you if you just like lost somebody and you see hashtag blessed, it's like it's it's a slap in the face. I hate it. I I disagree. I I think it's just in the same way someone can be grateful and it doesn't take away any gratefulness from someone else. That's why you blessed. Gratitude you can be is a blessed. Completely different story. I I well uh, no I disagree. Gra no, gratitude's a whole other thing. It's a, it, it, you say then has to say well, similar to grateful. Well, no, but but well, no, they they are different, but it's in the similar. Like it doesn't take away someone else's blessedness because you feel blessed. If you say yeah, no, yes, I think it there's does. not any, there's not any, there's not any less blessedness in the world. There's an infinite supply of blessedness, and you feeling <laughs> blessed does not take away someone else's blessedness. That that that's how I feel about no, it. No, I, I I think it it applies <laughs> to me that God plays favorites. Uh, this well, I, one gets a blessing, you and that one gets crap. <laughs> so you think God has a has a limited pool of blessings? No, but like I'm not saying that. I'm saying that by saying hashtag blessed, you are implying that, and you've got and, one and, of the limited portions of blessings. No, it's not <laughs> what I'm saying. All right, I'm saying if you are not feeling has blessed in the moment, then what does that mean? That you're cursed? No, you're just not feeling blessed. If you're not happy, well, how come you got a blessing sad. and I didn't? Well, then hashtag blessed. Exactly. Uh, anyway. Anyway, yeah, I'll keep this in mind for the future, though. Now that we've alienated half of our audience because yeah. we haven't talked about Mrs. Davis, but rather this <laughs> the controversial hashtag. hashtag the, the half, half controversial. Hey, why? <laughs> is it a controversial hashtag? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So now that, well, maybe we haven't alienated half of our audience. Yeah. I, I, I alienated one half, you alienated the other half. So maybe we alienated all of them. Or maybe we, we pulled all of them in because we yeah. played both sides. Hey, good job, Kurt. I know. Kurt. <laughs> Got him. Nice, nice playing out. What, what, did we, what did we rate this episode? Ratings. Kurt? Mm hmm. This episode's very fresh for both of us. We we watched this episode today, and now yes, I've watched First time it. we've done that actually. We it, I, yeah, watched episode the day it came out, yeah. and then are recording it. I didn't yeah. even think about that. I watched it twice today, so, <laughs> so this, this is very fresh. I could probably recite it from memory. Um, let's see. I, I think you are very 
satisfied with Wiley's ending. I think you're very satisfied with Jay's ending. I think you're satisfied with Mrs. Davis ending. I wonder how satisfied you are with Simone and Celeste uh, wrap up here. With the fact that we didn't see Arthur Schrodinger at all. I think, I don't think there are too many dangling chads as I like to call them, just like loose ends that they didn't tie up. I can think of two, but I think I have explanations for both of them. So I, I think you're pretty satisfied. I, th- I think you love this episode and you gave it a 10. I mean, this episode, you watched it twice, which doesn't well, mean you actually like that. I've watched it. The only one yeah, I haven't no. watched twice is, is episode two. That's the only one I didn't watch twice. I think you ate this episode up, right? With with Simone making Jesus lunch, with learning the true explanation behind Mrs. Davis. Now you're you're itching to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, seeing Mother Superior and S- Simone talking in the commune and getting like a Celeste Simone wrap up. I think you'll. I think you gave it a ten. I think you loved it. Um, I, th- nom, I think nom. you love this finale. Yeah, nom, 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 nom. I loved it so much. Oh my god, it's such a, this is a great finale. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's this great. Is, it's such a satisfying, just a complete story. I really like. I don't listen. I will be there for it if they decide to do episode two or not episode two, season, season yeah. two. I'll, I'll be there for. I'll be happy and thrilled mm-hmm. to be back in this universe. But I'm perfectly fine with it with them leaving it at this. This I, this was great. I don't think they planned on making a season two. They I did, made... Well, they 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 have said that they have plenty of other things that they'd love to explore, and they'd love to do a season two if it comes oh. to that. But but that the intention in making this season was to tell a complete story, and they certainly did. Yeah, uh, but that's a Lindelof <laughs> thing now. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like he did it for so, Watchmen. He had to do it for yeah. Leftovers. Yep. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's so shell shocked by Lost with every season just. It's just no end in sight. You got to keep writing for, for, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. I think he had to kind of coerce them into having the last season be the last season of Lost. <laughs> and it was, I know it was frustrating for him. I've heard interviews with him that where he, he was frustrated by the indefinite nature of Lost. Um, yeah. And I, oh, you know what it was? It was, and this is not a Lost podcast, but um, it was. We do the, have the, that though. The, the, we do have that, yeah. Well, it was the lowest rated episode, the one in Thailand. Whatever. Oh, uh, Jack's um, whatever. I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember. Top of my so, head. so anyway, there is, it was that episode where Stranger in a Strange Land. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, where uh, he basically went to them and said, "Do you see? This is the kind of stuff you're going to get if we don't if we aren't told that you can start wrapping things up." and and they said all right i guess you got to start wrapping things up he's like thank you and so then started wrapping things up (laughs) thank you (laughs) so anyway so i he i know he is attached to this method of storytelling where you tell a complete story and if given the opportunity to tell more you you leave enough you have enough in the tank where you still could yeah so Mm-hmm. which i love I especially as an anthology yeah, yeah especially yeah. as an anthology series this is great because like, it's a cool universe oh, yeah um the way you know that they film things the transitions and stuff it would be you could have a whole different cast of characters and yeah you could interesting. i i don't know though i i don't know how you would do a second season without incorporating these characters in some way even if it's just like a cameo in yeah it, so. no that's that's probably you true. know probably a cameo and i mean there's gotta be a mrs davis 
for a season two. I would think so, yeah. <laughs> but the windmill did turn, so I think that, yeah, I know <laughs> the implication there is yeah, Mrs. Davis is is off, but, but, but not destroyed. Well, then it's not like Mrs. Davis was spinning the windmill themselves, right? They had someone running on the treadmill. But no, right. you're right. Like how how did it spin? And is is Mrs. Davis really gone? And you know, all those questions. And even if they made a second season, it could be a pre, you know, like a before. This one, yeah, there's, there's different ways they could do it. Oh, absolutely. Um, I would I would love to see it. Yeah, I, I would too. But I'm perfectly fine if we don't see it. If this is I it, yep. this is fantastic. This is like, so I'm going to equate this to Russian Doll. Russian Doll season one, that ended. And I was like, please, God, do not make another season. That was such a great ending. And then they made another season. And I was like, well, see, this is what I didn't want. This is garbage now. <laughs> That's why we haven't covered Russian Doll season two. Because <laughs> I watched it. it. And I was like, I don't want to co- I don't want to watch this again. I don't want to <laughs> cover it. So, <laughs> so this, however, is very different. Uh, this is a great ending. Totally fine if they leave it this way, but yeah, I'm totally down for more too. Yeah, no, I mean, it really does wrap up like every major storyline. Seriously, the, the oh, there are only two things that I could think of that I I said, wait a minute, did they never address this? What what was this? But I did a little bit of research and I found answers to both of them. The one was who's the other guy in the restaurant? Mm-hmm. Okay, so. On IMDb, he has a name in the credits, and his name is Ali, mm-hmm. which like boo. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. All right, but yeah. this is not Muhammad Ali, but it could very well be Muhammad. That's what I mean. Yeah. Right. Well, geez. Oh wait, they showed a face representation of Muhammad. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, they called him Ali, but I, you know, I think that's the implication there. Um, and then the other one was, I don't even know if you remember this, but there, in episode one, when the nuns get fired, they all get this check for $2,564. Oh, yeah, the number. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Simone's like, I, do you even know why she picked that number? And I felt like we never figured out what that number was, but that was her address as a child. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So, and I must have missed that, but it, the, like it was on the house where she lived when they were when they uh, when she was a kid. Still a very minor detail. Yeah, Good. very minor, but but it's tied up. It's it's it is wrapped in there. So, like, really, there, there's not anything that I'm disappointed they didn't resolve. I feel like they resolved everything. Nice. I yeah. It, I mean, my complaint of the ending might be it's too satisfying. <laughs> Uh, it, does, it does kind of approach uh like two happy ending levels yeah, I mean, it, it, well yes yes it does, I, I, that's it's how it's i felt i i felt like that then they had the monty death and i was like okay well at least i guess <laughs> but but now celeste and her are really close like okay, this very happy ending yeah. and then with the windmill turning a little bit down kind of the hit back of if mrs davis is actually really gone i was like mm-hmm. okay you know what it's still pretty good and i'd, I'd rather be this ending a happy ending than one where i'm stuck with a lot of questions yep and that's i don't a, like having let's 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 remember too like this is just the perspective that we're getting yeah so it's happy for simone and wiley oh i know that's what i love about it too <laughs> but man that's like people were like mired in depression and car crashes and uh, i mean it, it was it was bad for a lot of people 
It was. No, and it they definitely could do a whole was. series on that if they wanted mm-hmm. to. It's like the leftovers. It, honestly, I, it was eerily similar to the leftovers. That's what I thought you, about. Did you get that vibe as well? I, like, I thought about it kind of as like a oh, what, 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 the, the departure is what they call them the leftovers. Exactly. The departure. But, instead of you know people going it's just mrs davis goes and that's and and it was very similar you got car crashes happening Uh you got like just people in shock and depression like it it really it it reminded me a lot of the departure i yeah that's how i felt too so yeah so i'm glad you picked up on that too because as soon as it happened i was like waiting for max richter's score to start going with the piano and as all all Lindelof roads now lead back to the leftovers. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, oh, so so good. I, and I've I don't know about you. I, I'm assuming you didn't, but the, I cried several times in this episode. I didn't cry. No, I didn't okay. Cry. I cried several times. I never like bawled. I wasn't like a single crying, tear. But single I, tear. I had several individual tears. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did that drive you nuts because that happened to Simone and why? I did. I did see. Oh, I noticed that. Ah, whatever. I mean, <laughs> I think it's just so like a. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I a lot of times it's just a single camera shot and it just happens. Like they actually are doing it. If that's the case, <laughs> unless they're VFXing it in, which I doubt. I recently saw. Um, oh, what's the wing interview? How, uh. Hot ones. You know hot ones, Mr. Sal? Hot ones or hot wings? Hot ones. Uh, uh, no, I don't know hot ones. It's the uh, interview show on YouTube where they'll get like celebrities and personalities and they'll interview them while they're eating hotter and hotter wings. Oh, uh, I have. Yes, I have seen one episode of that. Yes. Okay. So they have uh, uh, Brian Cranston did one within like the last year because I think now he's doing The Judge. Uh huh. And in it, he talked about like, playing sad characters and when mm-hmm. he does it right when you're trying to make like a scene sad he feels that you can't cry because if you cry then the person watching it doesn't have to cry because you're crying for him but if you really sad and you want to cry that'll make him cry oh i think and it I depends like, on the character it does definitely depend on the character yeah I, he said that I was like you know for a very fair point I, you know like that i i, see, I understand what he's saying kind of similar I, in a comedy like you can't no, like for the most part, the characters can't know it's funny mm-hmm. when they say a joke, unless it's like you know, like an SNL style bit or something. But if they're like in universe, they can't think something's funny, really, right? Right, that much because then it makes it less funny. Uh, that I understand that. I, I do think it depends on the character though, because there there mm-hmm. are ca- certain characters like when I saw Wiley cry, I I cried because Wiley was crying mm-hmm. because Wiley doesn't cry. So if he's crying, like there's something really emotional there. So I um there's there was a there's a character on Six Feet Under, which I've talked about on this podcast before, but uh there's one specific character that his cry immediately triggers me crying. And, and I I don't know what it is, but when he cries, I cry. There are it's other the frequency. It it's it's not frequent. Oh, okay. so, oh, no, so. the frequency, like the sound, like oh, the pitch. Oh, the pitch. It could be. I don't know. It could be. But but there was I cried several times in this episode and just really uh when when Jay cried, I cried. <laughs> because Jay is Jesus. Jesus doesn't cry. <laughs> but but apparently he does. And that was a lot. It, it was uh oh, 
so good. Yeah, there, there's there's so much. I mean, I loved everything about this episode. I don't think I'd change anything. I think no, it's, it's fine great. that everybody got that all the main characters got a satisfying ending because so many people did not. You're you're, you're definitely right. That juxtaposition yeah. <laughs> of the people we followed loved what happened, but that it seems like a vast majority of the world's population not very happy. Exactly. Yeah. Not satisfied. <laughs> yeah, down, down to like 20% customer satisfaction. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> anyway, all right. Would you like to take a guess at each other's favorite scenes? Yes, by all means. Okay. I, oh, man, I didn't even write anything down for you. What the heck? I didn't write anything down for you. I, meant, I, 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 I meant have a short list. Then... I meant to go back and, and write something down, but I, mm. so I, I thought I had an idea the first time through, um, but then the second time I went through, I was like, as I was watching, I was like, I think this is Kurt's favorite scene. I think it's this one. So this is a real shot in the dark, though, because this is like, no, it's not a shot in the dark. Shot in the dark means I have no clue. This is is a long shot. That's what I'm trying to say. This is a long con. No, okay. <laughs> this is much better than a long. Mm-hmm. This is a long shot. I'd 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 be surprised if I'm right. But as I was watching it, I was like, "This seems like it should be. It's going to be Kurt's favorite scene." I think it's the intake room in the pyramid when Wiley is being scanned and measured, and they're and he's, he's, he's confident that he's like, so confident, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so okay. confident that this is a that this is a scam. He, t- he talks about the horse. And then he sees the model. So you either did when Simone went to Jay's and also saw Wiley there, or something. That's what I think you did, actually. I think you did uh, Simone at the restaurant. So wait, does this all count as one scene when she goes to the restaurant? One camera shot, right? Yeah, good. Yeah, so goes there, (laughs) Wiley's there, Wiley leaves, and then she makes Jay. She finally serves Jay. It's not one camera shot, but it's one setting. Yeah, one setting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so that I think that's your favorite scene. That is my favorite scene. Easy. That was easy. <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean, and that I cried three times in that scene. I cried. Oh man! That, I mean, that was an emotional scene because you see that, and the main implication is like, "Oh my God, he died." Yeah. As soon as I saw Wiley, I started crying. I was like, oh, "Wiley's talking is like, oh man, he, you know, he's lying that he's getting a." Massage. massage yep it's like oh yeah. my goodness so as, as soon as she walked in and i and i saw wiley i started crying because and not because i thought oh my god he died it's because i thought oh my god he prayed <laughs> like like he he did what simone did when simone was just trying to save his life and i don't know if you noticed when he goes down the roller coaster like he clutches something around his neck i don't know what's around his neck do you he's wearing some no, kind of chain but I don't think it was a cross. It looks like more like dog tags or something. But anyway, he's clutching something around his uh, around his neck, and uh, but they had the implication there is that he prayed, and, and now he's here. So I, I cried at that part, and then I cried again when he starts talking to Simone and saying, "You know, when I, when you first broke up with me, I was so angry with you, and then you told me that you left me for Jesus Christ. I was so worried for you because you sound crazy." <laughs> And now I'm, I'm here and I met him and now I'm just happy for you. And I, I mean, that whole, that bit made me cry as well. Um, 
that's just like the wily of it all. They lie to each other to protect each other, mm-hmm. right? Um, they, they don't want each other to worry about the other one. You know, she, he's getting a Swedish massage. She doesn't lie. She says she's in the convent praying, which is the truth. But he does ask outright, are you doing something intense? <laughs> and, and, and she says, I'm in the convent praying. <laughs> Pretty intense. You know, um, I love Jay's response to the whole thing. He says, uh, I, I lo- I'm loving this. The more, the merrier, right? <laughs> which, is, which goes back to last episode when Mary said he loves people. So like th- this would make him so happy having people like all, a lot of love in this room right now. Um, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that, so, so that was, that was great. And then once Wiley leaves, I don't know. Did you notice you could hear the, the wheels clattering? Yeah. As he was leaving. Oh, I, I, I thought that was a great use of sound. Like it's a really great uh, little add in there that added a lot to the scene. When he leaves, though, now Jay, he's trying to clean up after this guy's mess. It's four plates, man. <laughs> Nobody's eating four plates. But he says, "You know, I know what my mother said, but does does it look like I'm suffering? Do I look like I'm suffering? You don't have to do this." And so, two things come to mind here. Like one, he's trying to spare Simone the burden of having to do this because he knows there's a risk to it. Right? They her mm-hmm. head could explode. But two, like he's trying to spare, he, he doesn't, he's holding on to her. He doesn't want to lose, you know, having this place with her. Oh, not just her, but with everyone. Like he, mm-hmm. he's part of him, loves having this place. Right. But then when Simone says, you know, you don't have to hide your fear from me, you know, you, you love to serve. Yes, I know, but you never get to eat. And he starts breaking down. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, he's holding it back, like really holding it back. Um, he, when he's, when she's facing him, he's smiling. Like he usually does when she turns away from him, he, like his face like sinks and he, and he starts to well up. And when he finally does take that bite of, of the, the uh, what is it called? The honey butter and bologna sandwich. Yeah. That's made with love. Like he actually starts weeping and it's, it's a really beautiful moment. And that made me think of something else too. I don't know if you feel this way or not, but like sometimes our mothers know us better than we know ourselves. And it made me think, you know, Mary said, you know, I can, I can tell by his eyes he's in pain and, it is very possible that Jesus didn't even know he was in pain. It was it was masked by loving to serve and loving being around people. I think it turns into a whole other philosophical question, though, of like, well, if he doesn't know he's in pain, is he really in pain? <laughs> right. Well, I th- but I think I think he realizes here in this moment. No, you're right. No, I would th- agree that he is in that. pain. Uh-huh. And and yes, it, but yeah, there is a philosophical question there. <laughs> you know, if you don't know you're in pain, are you actually in pain? And it probably. Uh, definitely an argument could be made. No, you're not. So, um, but if you don't know the alternative, then it would also depend how, like, yeah. what pain you are in. Like, if someone chops off your arm and you yeah, don't yeah. feel it because you're in shock, you know, that that's a whole different thing. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. But I'm thinking of like, it, like mentally, I guess, or yeah, like like a, a, a sort of abusive parentage where yeah, it's yeah. like you, you you don't know. That you're not supposed to the parents are not supposed to treat you this way mm-hmm. because yeah. you haven't had the alternate experience but anyway when i think about this i think wow you know 
I know that I, my, my mother has always had this ability to be able to tell when something's bothering me, even if I couldn't pinpoint that something was bothering me. I don't know if you've ever had that experience or not, but it seems like Jay is having that experience here, uh, that his mother was able to pinpoint that something that he was in pain, even when he didn't know himself that he was in pain, but it's very clear now when he takes this bite of the sandwich that he was in pain mm-hmm. and is in pain. Um, th- that harkens back to episode four as well. When the Pope says to Wiley, you know, you're, you're in pain and life, I'm not in pain. And he, the Pope says, I know pain and you're in pain. So uh, yeah, I forgot the series had the Pope in it. Yeah. Well, he was in this episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was, so so it made me think of that and then of course they have this really really beautiful farewell where where simone does echo back what she heard from joy in the beginning about uh, it's made with love and a little love goes a long way mm-hmm. um and she says you know i don't feel like we're losing anything wherever you go i will be there also i don't think we're losing anything i may not be able to see you but i will always feel you and he jesus this is like this is staggering jesus says how can you be so sure which is what you usually don't think of jesus as being on that side of the uncertainty (laughs) that's true yeah no you're right so um how can you be so sure and she says she echoes what margaret uh, mother superior just told her such is the strength of my faith a lot of uh, echoing by oh yeah this one. a lot of callbacks absolutely yeah, yeah. so yeah th- this scene just worked for me on so many levels it was emotional it was funny you know i i, I like the must I, I i don't hate the mustache but do you like it <laughs> yeah. so it, really you know the guy ate four plates i've never seen anybody eat so much food so which actually now that i'm thinking about the four plate thing that could have just been wiley stalling like this is a comfortable place for him to be he doesn't want to go back to this place where he thinks he's dying. Yeah. So it just, you know, keeps eating. Um, pretty cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, this this scene was everything to me. I loved it. It is a really good scene. I debated putting it as my favorite scene, but I was like, mm-hmm. no. I mean, I, I easily could, but I gave it to another scene, Mr. Sal. Okay. My favorite scene was when Joy and Simone we're enjoying Nana's. Oh uh, my God! <laughs> yeah, it was so good. And we get the origin story of Mrs. Davis. I, I, like, sh- I ah. guessed that. Why didn't not I only, guess that? Not only is it really good, like yeah. from a how how do I describe it? The um, kind of the like the existential dread you get by realizing the fact that this this thing that people are praising, like Godlight, has such I don't want to say a dirty origin story, but just like a not glamorous one. This is not. Oh, oh yeah. You know, if if anything is a corporate shell, I'm just it was made for Buffalo Wild Wings, and so that mixed with joy, kind of heartless towards it, just code in Joy's eyes. There's nothing important. <laughs> the people in Joy's life don't care about the algorithm at all. With Mrs. Yeah. Davis, they're you know they know how it was made, and they want no part of it. And just learning how her quest for the Holy Grail is because. Joy's right. Like AIs are kind of stupid. Like they're, they're really good at specific things, <laughs> yeah. but they're only good at that specific yeah, thing. She's like, yeah, algorithms are super dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they're not humans. They they don't right. have 
general intelligence. We don't have that yet. Even ChatGPT, they don't have general human intelligence. Yeah, they mimic it, but they don't actually. Yeah. Have that. So, oh man, uh, it was it was really really cool. I I loved it. It was to me such a good example because now with ChatGPT out, you know, I mean, it is it is really good. It is really good at stuff. Like I'm not taking away from that, but it's not. It's still not general intelligence. Like it doesn't actually understand things the way a person might. It's just kind of mimicking it. I don't think it was you that told me. I think it might have been my brother who told me this. It said they they heard an interview with two like AI experts, mm-hmm. uh, and they they asked, you know, how close are we to like so close uh, AI <laughs> AI overlords, right? Mm-hmm. And and one said it'll never happen, literally oh. <laughs> never. And the other one said we are so not close that it's not even worth thinking about. Yeah, I mean, because they're, <laughs> they're all narrow, like they. They're all trained in a specific way. So like ChatGPT and recent AIs now are really good at language model processing. So that means they're really good at talking like a human. And so when you, mm-hmm. when you prompt them something, what they're really doing is what is the best way to respond to this, right? Which which from that kind of derives it like it's really good at answering questions and like manipulating that and like, you know, doing all that stuff. But it's not really thinking, right, in, in, in a traditional right. way. So it, it doesn't have the actual reasoning and that rationale behind things. And you can... So anyway, so anyway, I, I thought this was really cool because to me, it actually kind of highlighted that fact of like even something that seems really like smart on the outset, like an AI like this, there's holes in it, right? It's not actually, it's just literally following its commands of what it, <laughs> but it was kind of inbuilt into it. Ergo, yep. this holy grail quest, the yeah, wings, uh, exploration 100% days. 100% cost, customer satisfaction is our holy grail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So <laughs> Yeah, ah, so I loved it. But so uh, to get a bit more about the scene, um, Joey and Simone are you know sharing Nana's recipe of a was it butter and honey butter and honey butter sandwich. and bologna. I gotta try yeah. this by the way. So <laughs> I don't know what honey butter is though, so I'm gonna have to neither. See is it honey it and butter? Or is That's it, what I'm wondering. I or is it know. honey? Like I, I, I think just honey butter and bologna sandwich. Unless oh, there's honey maybe. butter. I, I bet there's honey butter, but Probably. before before you get sure. deeper into the scene, I just want to make sure that I I ask you one question and then point out one I think that I think is pretty cool. So my question is: Joy says that our algorithms don't have a subconscious; they have sub um, I don't Teams. remember subroutines. Mm-hmm. And I didn't uh, create life; I wrote code. So subroutine like was that a relatively accurate statement for her to say because I she could have said anything there and I would have been whatever. I'm pretty sure subroutine is like used to yeah, okay. A subroutine is just basically like another function in a program. I think it's just used if you use like um a function a lot, you might call it a subroutine. But okay. Yeah, no, it, it is like an actual terminology though. So that is an actual terminology. I, I think it made sense the way she said it. I've never really used that terminology. I don't really ever say subroutine. <laughs> but okay no nah, it made sense is that what your question is that that was that question? Question. okay okay yeah so by the way i found honey peanut butter maybe it's honey peanut butter yeah. i don't know anyway uh the the thing that i found to be pretty cool was that her name is joy um and back in i, I guess it was episode two remember the piano field yeah okay uh when Tina, who's who's Simone's you know fake mother, surrogate yeah mother, yeah, um, first brings her to the piano field. She brings her there and she says to Simone, and she's proxying by the way. Mm-hmm. She says, "Voila, joy." 
Really? So, yeah. Wow. So so they had been talking about, you know, joy, feeling joy and so forth. But when they got there and she said that, I just assumed, yeah, all right. It's just yeah, she's she feels she she feels she gets joy from her user's satisfaction. That's what she says. Mm-hmm. And uh she, you know, was pointing out, look, my user is satisfied. I have joy. Joy. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, but I'm wondering if she now was saying voila joy like yeah look look at me now look joy at, look what i did joy i made people happy but you didn't do that <laughs> so anyway i just wanted to point that out okay you can continue now oh yeah so you know they're enjoying the sandwich uh and Simone explains the rationale of why she came here and the glitching the 1042 electric avenue <laughs> springs yeah yep sandy springs uh, and it basically points to the fact that I think it's leading me back to its mother, you. And Joy thinks this is a hysterical like notion to give it such like a lifelike personality. Like it's not her, it's it, which is what Simone used to call the algorithm, right? It's it. Yeah, it's a bunch of I love code. that. It's jargon, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you know, no one in her life even really uses it after they learned what it's designed for. Um, and we see that brief pre like back to that 2013 pitch of when Joy was pitching the app, which, by the way, in the first scene, when we'll see her pitching the app, I, w- I would have bought her. I thought she was <laughs> pitching like this, this idea of, you know, an app, but it was an app to Buffalo Wild Wings. She, she made Mrs. <laughs> Davis from Buffalo Wild Wings, but the company passed on her code because it was a little excessive for what they were looking for. So <laughs> she went back to the drawing board. She tried, she tried scrubbing it at, Everything to do with Buffalo Wild Wings made the code open source, and voila, Mrs. Davis. Describe describe open source to me. Open source code is um, typically seen on a repository like GitHub. It doesn't have to be, but it, it's code. Linux is open source. Android's open source. It's software that people can go. The the oh God, I can't think of it. The source code. That's about the source code is openly available. Okay, other products it's not like certain video games. A lot of things you might use like Apple iOS. That's not open source. You can't see the source code for that unless you worked at Apple. But mm-hmm. the actual code for products like Android, like Linux, like some of these other stuff is re- referred to as open source. Audacity is open source. Okay, so I could go online. I could look at the code for it, and mm-hmm. if I think I can see a better way to make the code, I can put in a commit to it. I can say. I think this should be an up, I, this should be like added or updated, and other people in the community can kind of talk about it. And someone who is kind of involved in the, who has like administrative privileges with it, probably the person who created the open source project or like a committee of people, whatever, could approve or deny it. So it's it, so when you really make something open source, you're really kind of saying, "Here's my code, okay? Look at it, and if you see anything you want to kind of improve." improve it so the open source products typically are very robust and like mm-hmm. work for a lot of products because a lot of different people have worked on them so by making a really good ai open source you would get a lot of people looking at it and intriguing it and so on and so forth huh so um so it makes sense that you made it you know it's open like source. Uh, uh the wikipedia of kind of kind of if you make code open source and people have enough interest in it um people will work on it there's a lot of open source code you know just even for like little things but um but yeah, I'm trying to think of like a really good um, big example. Like Android's probably the biggest one I could think of off the top. Yeah, that's of my a head. big one. Yeah, because Linux, <laughs> you, you don't use Linux. Um, Audacity, I know you you've seen on used Audacity. Sure. That's open yeah. source. Uh, but I think that's open source. Yeah, you can 
uh, I think Firefox is open source, actually. Firefox is open source. So, okay. Um, but yeah, so really good, actually. Open source stuff is typically pretty good. I use some other open source stuff, like OS, some other stuff. But yeah, so that, that so that, that is like an accurate thing to say. <laughs> to that say you put cool. your code and made it open source. That is okay. really accurate. All right, um, cool. And, it would, and if it was a really cool like idea or project or bit of code, people would run with it and it would kind of make sense, you know? So, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so, and this is where Simone kind of connects the dots. Uh, the wings are literal, right? Expiration dates are those for coupons. Yeah. And this, <laughs> what about the grail? Oh, makes sense. You know, there wasn't our, you know, the motto kind of was 100% customer satisfaction is our holy grail. The code the code must realize it can't reach 100% satisfaction. So probably wants to try to get rid of the grail. <laughs> um, that. So, let me tell you, the, the, this actress who plays Joy, mm-hmm. fantastic. I, I, I was, she was enthralling. I was hanging on her every word at every moment. She, she does a good job of both. She, look, she, she, she's not like demeaning a Simone. No. Like, I think that's what makes it better. It's like she's not... Going like, oh, you're you're stupid. <laughs> right. Regardless of the AI, but she does like respond in such a way of like, no, you're missing. You you don't understand. Like this is, this is what's actually happening, or this is like how it is going on. It's good. It's, yes. it's a better response than just kind of laughing at her or yeah. you know, a- Ashley. Her. Ashley Romans is her name. It, it's, I thought she just was fantastic. Definitely, definitely did a good job. Yeah. It, it, it ends with someone kind of asking the question. Mrs. Davis made a deal with her, right? destroy the holy grail she'll turn herself off is she gonna follow through with that agreement and joy believes it should if it, it should keep its word the way it was programmed so if it remembers what joy taught her there you go thank which, you that was the <laughs> yeah and if and that's that's a kind of a key to leaving the door yeah. cracked open at mm-hmm. the end here yeah but it, if... it did it remember what joy taught her so yeah. By the way, I wanted to back up just a little bit in the scene because at one point Simone is very surprised that Joy is just okay with ending her own creation's life, mm-hmm. and Joy responds with, "I didn't even create life. I I wrote the code, right? Exactly. But, which is which is certainly accurate. But if you extend that back to last episode, she had just had a conversation with a mother who was imploring her to destroy her creation's life." Ah, so so Mary, yeah, Mary. Had, it has been beseeching Simone to destroy the Holy Grail, thereby destroying her creation's life. Which <laughs> I, I'm, it was interesting because as someone's asking this question to Joy, I'm sure that some part of her is thinking about the Grail and not about Mrs. Davis. Mm-hmm. Like, how, why is Mary okay with just destroying her son's existence? Yeah, so. Anyway, yeah, good stuff. This is a really great scene. I had I had it starred as you know, this might be my favorite scene. We'll see how the rest of this episode. Goes. Yeah, no, no, it, yeah. It, it obviously was in my short list. I picked out. What, what else was in my short list? Um, Simone and Mother Superior in the commune. Definitely. Yep. Or Covenant. Sorry, that that was good. And uh, Simone, Celeste, and Mrs. Davis at the end. Okay. Yes. Yes. Saying. Also, also fantastic. Yeah, that, with with the uh, Celeste proxying for Mrs. Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no Wiley scenes were on your short list. No, no. I loved the I liked the Wiley stuff, but okay, the Simone stuff was just better. 
Yeah, it, it, well, I agree, but I also loved the Wiley stuff. But I did. No, I did. I, I don't yeah. want, but it just, yeah, Simone stuff was just better enough that mm-hmm. then the Wiley stuff made the cut. Gotcha. Okay. Before we get into the recap, I want to discuss possible alternate titles. So the, the title of this episode is The Final Intercut, So I'm Your Horse. Okay. Possible alternate titles. Did you come up with any? Because I got a bunch. No, I did not, but I'll gladly rate yours. <laughs> okay. All right. 100% customer satisfaction. Oh, that is already a good one. That's a good one, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. A Mother's Purpose. Okay. A Little Love Goes a Long Way. And... This might be my favorite. Okay. So far, so far, I'll say 100% customer satisfaction. Really good one, right? Yeah, Yeah. I I like that. All right. El Flexo Ultimo. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's 100% customer satisfaction. That's the good one. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. All right. Cool. I like that one a lot. Nice. Um, I I might say like Resurrection. (laughs) In, In a very distorted Monty voice. Sort of Monty way, and also uh, makes makes you think afterward of like, oh wait, did Mr. Davis come back afterward? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. All right. Well, then I am ready to enter the recap. If you are, oh, let's. It's 2013, and we're in a conference room. Although we don't know where, we will later find out. This is a conference room for Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> and there, we, we open on this laptop with all these stickers that are very, uh, I don't know, earthy is the way I would describe these stickers. D- did you read any of them? No, I did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like like uh, squirrel rights and like um, love the earth. Like it, it's, it's very like conservationist, um, very... You know, kind of, I don't know. Earthy, I think, is the best way I can describe it. So, <laughs> so there you go, earthy. Um, and the creator of this app, which is not working because her computer's not working right now, has all good intentions. Clearly, very altruistic. Everything she says, uh, she's trying to create something that helps us instead of hurting us. She's going to try to incentivize acts of service, social justice. She's trying to change the world for the better. Like clearly best intentions here, mm-hmm. which I think is an, a, real, a really important point that, I mean, how it's, it's such a common theme of history that things that are begun with the best intentions kind of can sometimes backfire here. Unexpected right? consequences. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's the Cobra effect. Love it. <laughs> it's a little different than that, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. There's a good example of a no, it's not dynamite. Someone made something, and it turned out to be a good explosive. <laughs> and they're oh, like, "Oh no!" Right. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. I mean, it's. It, I, I always when I think of this, I always think of nuclear power. Oh yeah, because a lot of people in Manhattan Project, yeah, also did not sign off on even trying to use it. Right. So, uh, and I'm, uh, I should say nuclear power specifically, but the nuclear bomb, right? Uh, now, I mean, they nuclear you know, research in general, nuclear research in general, that's the better way to describe it because there are lots of benefits that have come out of it, but then, you know, there's also bombs. There's been bombs. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, we move over to Electric Avenue, 1042. That's a lot of rhymes. 
Uh, Simone has uh, used the clues from the glitches to find this place, and she's not nunned up here, but she meets Malika, who tells her that she's looking for joy. And then Simone says, isn't everyone? And that kind of kind of clued me in on the fact that, that she's intentionally named Joy because that's what Mrs. Davis is designed to bring to people. Uh, and that, then I started thinking about that piano field. Anyway, um, the neighborhood used to be called Sandy Springs back in the 70s when they rezoned. I don't know where this is. I don't think they ever tell us no idea where it is, but... The birthday party goers are not thrilled to see Simone when they hear that Mrs. Davis sent her, and neither is Joy for that matter. But Joy insists that Simone eat. So Joy feeds Simone, right? Mm-hmm. Which has been such a theme of the restaurant. You know, the point of how she fell in love with Jay was when Jay fed her, right? So the feeding of people, and then this comes into play later when she feeds Jay. The feeding of people with love matters. Food is a very direct way to the heart. It is. It is. And honestly, like it's, I, I tell this to my kids sometimes because I do a lot of cooking, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, you know, where did we see it in a series like recently, where someone said like cooking? We we've talked about this in some way. Is, 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 somehow is, love. How you show yeah, love? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I would think. Was it only murders in the building? No. I can't Some, remember. You're right. No, you're right that we did talk okay. about this. That cooking, <laughs> is, uh, cooking is a way of showing love. But I it don't know what series shows It wasn't this. Dexter New Blood, was it? No, I don't. Was it better called? No. I really <laughs> don't know, but we. you're right. We definitely did talk about this point. Was <laughs> it off the podcast? I don't know. I, I don't really think don't it know. was. I think it was on the podcast. I th- I'm pretty sure. It was in a series that we covered. Anyway, I'm, I'm just I, I, I recall this though. I do recall that we did discuss this, but I okay. just don't recall what or how. <laughs> right, but I, I really believe that. Like cooking is, like I cook a ton, and the I mean I don't cook because I love cooking, and I don't cook because I feel like I can do better than any food that I could get from a restaurant. I cook because I love my family. I'm cooking out of love. Like it's 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 love that that's put into the cooking it's it's that's the driving force behind it so i do really buy into that theory so uh i, I think that the feeding of people here is an important theme of of the series not just the episode so mm-hmm. anyway um we cut over to the pyramid there's there's a harp playing don't fear the reaper which is pretty funny <laughs> it is. uh danny is wiley's ta or transition assistant did you recognize her right away or no no i oh didn't, no I, I did not recognize her, from I the didn't recognize her. No. no i didn't recognize her at all but wiley didn't apparently read any of the literature when he got his expiration date uh and he will have to incinerate his belongings and get a robe from locker number 14 because it's a lost number, right? I don't remember now. I'm pretty sure it's a lost or number. A... Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, he also will need to get an absorbent undergarment. And uh, Wiley wants to skip to the part where he doesn't get killed, but rather walks out a changed man. Oh, he'll be changed all right from alive to dead. <laughs> Love the way that's said. Yeah. And then we get to my favorite, too. But... Yeah, exactly. Well, um... Before we get immediately to that, though, um, oh no, we did we did all that. That's right. I mean, the, the, there is the 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 food, the the bologna, uh, but mm-hmm. honey butter and bologna sandwich, which 
By the way, I don't know if you noticed this or not. Joy calls it Nana's infamous honey butter and bologna sandwich. Really? <laughs> yes. I know you get on my case all the time for misusing the word infamous. I think Joy misuses it here. The way that Maybe I would use joke. it. Well, I feel like you can use infamous in place of famous for certain contexts. Like, for example, like, like this is so good it's bad. Like, you know, it's like bad for you, kind of. Yeah. Like, here's my infamous deep fried Oreo. It's like, you really shouldn't be eating deep fried <laughs> Oreos. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't... That's how I take it as. Like, you probably shouldn't be eating butter and bologna. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am going to try this. I'm going to try. I'm going to try, too. And bologna. I, I, the only issue is I don't know what honey butter is. I, I'm going to try it just as honey and butter first. Yeah, that's why I and think it is. I, I, although, I bet. If I try not to eat a lot of butter, it's the only issue. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to just mix honey and butter in like a mixer, whip it up and spread it on. I mean, then it's just basically oh. frosting. <laughs> yeah, but it's whipped at least. That's just yeah. less butter. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll try to do that and uh, whip it up with with some honey and see what happens. But I do suspect that it might have been honey peanut butter, which that just <laughs> yeah. sounds disgusting to me. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that with bologna. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not even a big bologna fan. I'm not either, but man, everybody seemed to love it in this episode. I, yeah, I gotta try. It. Jesus loved it. Jesus I'm loved like, it. Like, that's all I need. <laughs> if a brand said Jesus loves this, I'd be like, well, I mean, okay, seriously, that's a spokesperson. <laughs> exactly, that's quite a spokesperson. Exactly. All right, so we're gonna skip uh, this scene with Joy because we've already talked a lot about that. Wiley is wearing his boots with his robe. And he ain't taking them off for the apparatus. Danny knows he's scared because she was scared when she picked up a nun in a helicopter before she reported. And then we see the cut back to her showing Mother Superior the tattoo on her arm. And we realize exactly who this is. I don't know how long ago that was. It couldn't have been that long. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, she's really good at this. Her having just started. It's doing only been this. like less than two weeks. Yeah. I, I guess two weeks you could probably get pretty good at it. Anyway, she opted out, she says. And then because she opted out, she couldn't go back to the world sporting wings that she didn't earn. And he's very impressed with them playing off of his insecurities of the his inability to earn his boots but he's very confident that he's not going to die because mrs davis intervened and killed the horse despite the c4 being plato he is basically he's saying that she's strapping him to the bomb vest and bringing him right to the edge it's the ultimate flex el flexo ultimo <laughs> the horse is alive and i will be too because your little device plato he says <laughs> play on <laughs> but he is shocked when she when he sees the model like he definitely his face falls and, and he is visibly shaken yeah as as danny said he would be yes exactly. that's why they had to cover it up yeah yeah simone meets up with a camel carrying ear exposed user mother superior <laughs> Which, by the way, that camel looks a lot like the, this, the elephant in Celeste's warehouse. So I thought that we were going to have something with these animals, but we didn't. So. There's a camera angle in the camel. Yeah, exactly. They, like, it's out right. of focus and then it's in focus. But anyway, 
so but as i said she's camel carrying she's she's got her ear exposed which i i don't know why i'm so attuned to the position of ears in this show but her ear is exposed um and she is uh, simone calls her a user and she's she's bringing that camel wherever mrs davis tells her to but she also brought whatever simone needs and some uh bolt cutters and they're breaking into the old convent now do you know what was in the bag here that she brings for simone oh my goodness no oh, is it like drinks it could, I mean, it could be brandy, but uh, it seems she, Simone seemed kind of like she didn't know the brandy was coming. But I don't know. Maybe it was like the envelope addressed to, to Arthur or something. I know. I, I forgot know. all about the bag, but you're right. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I, we'll go with drinks in an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Works for me. Yeah. Uh, and, she, and then so they break in. Now, the apparatus back in the pyramid is a killer roller coaster. Now, Mr. Sal, yeah. before you go any further, do you know about this? No. This is a real... Okay, it's not actually made, but this is a real-life theorized thing. I, I've already heard about this before this episode. Really? We talked about it. Yes. It's called the Euthanasia uh, Coaster. Let me text you real quick a photo of it. Oh, my God. Of the theorized thing. A PhD... Actually, I pulled up the Wikipedia article. The Euthanasia Coaster. Hypothetical steel roller coaster. Uh, conceived in 2010 by a Lithuanian artist, a PhD candidate. I'm not going to pronounce his name. Uh, he has had experiences as an amusement park employee and stated the concept of the roller coaster is to take lives with elegance and euphoria. Okay. It has practical applications of both euthanasia or execution. Um, and basically, the, the way it would work is you'd go through this coaster. It's about 60 seconds long. And you go through... Uh, inversions or loop the loops until mm-hmm. eventually uh the loops get smaller and smaller and smaller and that's therefore you'd get more and more g's and you would same way they say here you would die of um, mm-hmm. cerebral hypoxia so yeah okay all right and it's carefully so, calibrated so yeah, I, carefully. I imagine <laughs> i imagine this is carefully calibrated to not kill you but yeah there, well, it, and also I, the way it looked it looked like the inversions for the one they showed were like horizontal yes it did which i don't, which I don't think actually really matters as much like I, I mean what i mean is what matters is how fast you're turning for the, right. the g-force wise so like i don't think it matters that they're horizontal versus right. vertical like the one I, I i just shared a photo of you with right but um but yeah no I, but this is a real thing though is what i'm saying so like this is i imagine it, you're, you're less likely to slow down if they're horizontal you're right yeah because <laughs> yeah gravity i i don't know but it is it is a real thing. Like they have an actual model. It was at some point like a flagship exhibit at some museum. It, it like this is a this is a thing. And it's the model. New, the model was a the model is. Yeah, okay. it's never. Yeah, it's never actually been built. It's kind of like all theoretical stuff. But it's so so when they talked about it, like here, I was like, oh my god, this is like an actual thing. Like this is the that's incredible coaster kind of like this is a you know, wow. So there you go. Well, there thanks for that. I, I had no, no idea. Wow, no problem. No problem. Well, anyway, he is not opting out, and those boots are staying on. He takes one last drink for courage. Which, then... by the way, I, I love this. <laughs> he truly is the lion from the Wizard oh, of Oz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. For courage. Exactly. Yep. That's his medal that he gets at the end. He's like, I'm no so, coward. Yep. For courage. And one last time, and then he's off. Back at the convent, Mother Superior claims to believe Simone and suggest 
let's party <laughs> with Brandy, just like she did in episode one. Simone asks, I think, her, sorry, I think Mother Superior just really wants to party. Apparently. <laughs> party animal. <laughs> yeah, with Brandy. <laughs> now, Brandy is like famously made by monks. So like if, if you're going to have nuns drinking, they're likely to be drinking Brandy. <laughs> so anyway, Simone asks her to do two things if she dies. One, get the grail to the Sisters of the Coin because Mrs. Davis is going to send more people if it doesn't work with Simone. And two, Celeste is on her way. Bring her to Monty. And I was a little shocked here. It was like, wait, what? She knows where Monty is? But then I remembered, oh, yeah, she, Mrs. Davis probably told her. That's probably what she said in the earpiece at the end of episode six. Yes. Okay. Before Simone goes to say goodbye to Jay, she asks if Mother Superior wants to know what he looks like or sounds like. And Mother Superior already knows. She's never been to the restaurant, but such is the strength of her faith. And then that line will come up again in the restaurant. And we'll skip ahead past the restaurant because we already went over that. Mm -hmm. Back in the convent, Mother Superior interrupts her sip. <laughs> she reminds her that her sip needs to be selfless. And destroying Mrs. Davis is not selfless. Mrs. Davis is helpful. She points out that the, the many nuns who left the convent and found new passion and purpose. But Simone points out that she did not see the algorithm helping anyone. Well, maybe that's because you didn't want to, because you weren't looking, says Mother Superior. Well, I think that's probably, probably Mother Superior has the right of this, that there were plenty of times when the algorithm was helping, and Simone just wasn't noticing. Yeah, she's busy on her quest. Right. And bias against the algorithm mm -hmm. right she lists the wonderful things that she does string quartets to widower's windows uh reading bedtime stories fa your favorite childhood bedtime story to you when, you when you can't sleep at night those wings she says are a reminder of what we should aspire to oh this get, is so sweet this is really this is amazing actually because the whole time she's talking i'm thinking they're chicken wings <laughs> and but but you know, that given the chance, any one of us can take flight. And Simone here has the opportunity to shoot it all down and tell Mrs. Davis's origin story. But she doesn't. She, she allows Mother Superior's faith in the algorithm to live on. You know what this reminds me of, right? Probably. What I, do you think? Give it a guess. Uh, it's something else that we've covered. No, That's... no, no. It's, never mind that. I'll, I'll just tell you. Santa okay. Claus. This reminds yeah, okay. me of parents <laughs> lying to their children. <laughs> Hey, like don't Santa spoil Claus. that on oh. a podcast. Oops. No. I'm just kidding. I, mean, I feel so bad. If, 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 believer, if believers are listening to this and watching Mrs. Davis, I, I'm not sure what, what the world is coming but, to. But that's what this reminds me of. Kind absolutely. Of. Yes. So. Yes, absolutely. It's the noble lie, right? If you want to call a noble I, I, yeah. I, I do want to call Because <laughs> you're a parent that keeps <laughs> me sick. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But no, oh, no. I, I think it is noble. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, so she just cannot bring herself to steal that faith that she has in the algorithm from this woman that she loves. It's it's an act of love. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's what it is. It's not an act of deception or, or, or um, a condemnable lie. It's an act of love. Like that. This woman's life is significantly better because of Mrs. Because she has this faith in Mrs. Davis, and she also has the faith 
and Jesus, so Mother Superior is a really interesting character because she has so much faith in two different directions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a very interesting dichotomy. I, I, I could spend a whole se- a season of this series with her. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, but Simone recognizes this and can't bring herself to take that from her. And so she, as an act of love, she says nothing. But Mother Superior says, whether you choose to turn her off or not, it will be the right choice because she chose you to make it, which is something that, so it's something that I have heard a lot religiously. Yeah. Like you only, you only are dealt, you never dealt more than you can handle, which I don't believe is true by the way, but, (laughs) uh, but that's something that, that people of faith commonly say to people who are struggling with things. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you're never given more than you can handle. You know, I, I'll, I'll give an example in my own life. Um, I, I have a child with severe food allergies, right? And I remember somebody saying, well, you know, it, it's a good thing that he has you for a parent because you wouldn't be given this if it wasn't something that you could handle. If you weren't the right person for this, this wouldn't be what you had but i you know i kind of resent that because it's like so my <laughs> kid gets the shaft here because <laughs> i'm because i can handle it i i disagree but like you do hear this a lot from people of faith no yeah i've heard of this before yeah but anyway um but it is i mean it's it's a nice sentiment here that she's putting her faith in simone as well mm-hmm. you know th- it'll be the right choice and, and that coming from mother superior 98 means- faith yeah yeah right <laughs> That's right. She started to deviate a little bit around the chew commercial thing, but but you know, coming coming from Mother Superior, who clearly is invested in this algorithm not being destroyed, this means a lot. That whatever choice you make will be the right one. Anyway, bottoms up. Simone's nose bleeds, and they're 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 devastated because her nose is bleeding. But then the Grail starts to glow, and this ethereal stuff comes out of it, and then back into it, and then it kind of poofs into ash and most is very surprised after all she did it only 98 percent believe um and just about that moment celeste arrives and margaret introduces herself this is the first time we've heard mother superior's name um i don't have any significance to attach to the name margaret although i'm sure there is some yeah anyway um mother superior and mother inferior (laughs) hug it out that's good. <laughs> so Simone and Margaret post the ashes of the grail to Arthur. He can rest now. He has honored his vow. And as they say goodbye, Margaret tells Simone that the greatest gift you can give someone is your mercy and forgiveness, which that I think has a lot of truth to it. I think that not, not about Mrs. Davis though. No, she's not talking about Mrs. Davis. She's talking okay. about Celeste, but yeah. just in general, how do you feel about that statement? The greatest gift you can give to someone is your mercy and forgiveness. Talking in absolutes is always of a course. dangerous thing. <laughs> yes, but, uh, only, uh, a Sith, uh, only a Sith talks in absolutes, <laughs> which but, that statement in itself is an absolute. It is, yeah. Anyway. But, like, yeah, I agree with the sentiment that, like, you know. It's, it's a very beautiful gift to give yeah. someone. I don't know if it's the greatest gift, but it's yeah. a beautiful always gift. Always have to be worried about absolutes, but <laughs> exactly. I definitely agree with the sentiment. Yes. But she's not talking about Mrs. Davis. She's talking about Celeste. And uh, so there's a really cool camera shot here. I don't know if you paid any attention to it, but as Mother Superior drives away, 
there's a camera shot where the, clearly the truck is moving and Simone is walking, but it looks like she's just because of the, the rate at which she's walking and the rate and angle at which the car is moving, the truck is moving. It appears as though she's not moving within the frame of the window. It's very no, cool. I, didn't, I did not notice. I, I loved it. I don't, I don't think it means anything necessarily, but it's a really cool, it's a cool shot. camera shot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she gets to, to Celeste and she says, I'll bring you to dad. But I want you to know it is going to hurt. You walk through that door and there's going to be consequences. Ooh, there you go. That's another so, one. So, yeah. So there's another echoing of Arthur Schrodinger, right? Because that's yeah. exactly what Schrodinger said to mm-hmm. them before um, he told her the Clara story. But it's also a Celeste favorite because Celeste had a closed door. That she was, <laughs> And she told Monty... You go through that door and there will be consequences. Celeste had another closed door and her password was don't mess with Celeste or there will be consequences. Big ones, right? <laughs> so uh, she, she was uh, she preached this at Simone after Simone fell for her little trap. She said, you need to learn that there are consequences to your actions. So, so this is another big theme, this theme of consequences, but She's, she, you know, consequences it is because Celeste thinks Simone was just stalling. So Simone takes Celeste to the piano from Monty's funeral. He had planned to reveal his resurrection there, but heard Celeste's anger and stayed inside. And he died in there and never got out. And she knows all this because his accomplice told her. That's right. Lizzie was not his accomplice. She only told Celeste what she needed to hear. He couldn't beat Mrs. Davis, so he joined her. Oh, <laughs> this is—I I didn't see this coming. Me either. Me either. That's good. That's good. It's really good time. It's really good. Yeah. Celeste wants to see him because seeing is believing, but not for Simone anymore. After all, she just gave up the possibility of seeing. I—I I liked this too. This is, I mean, it's yeah. kind of a very literal take on it, but still, mm-hmm. I really liked it. Yeah, I did analogy. too. Celeste opens the piano and finds what appears to be Monty's body <laughs> with a distorted recording of Who Wants to See Resurrection? And confetti. Yeah, and, con- and confetti. But the whole time, Simone, I don't know if you noticed, I'm sure you noticed this. She is not even looking. She is facing yeah. the camera away from back to the piano and stroking her crucifix. Mm-hmm. At the pyramid, Wiley is alive and crying like Danny did. You got. Your, you, you got your um, your stamp, your uh, expiration date, because you believed your life was worthless, she says. What do you believe now? He doesn't want to say it, but he eventually does. And I, I broke down crying here when he says this too. I am worthy, which there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of beauty here in Wiley's arc here and going into the last scene where he's barefoot and he's given up his cowboy boots because... The idea of some, we've talked about it on our Mrs. Davis coverage, just the idea of someone being worthy of love just because not the, the, no qualifications, full stop. I am worthy of love. There's nothing after that. You know, he, he spent this whole series trying to prove to himself or whoever would listen that he was worthy of his boots. The boots don't matter, though. That's 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 not the important thing. The important thing is that he is just worthy worthy of love worthy of dignity worthy of of being a human being so that realization 
really hit me hard and it's it's really it, it's it's a beautiful sentiment and one that i think is really important uh for everyone not just wiley but no it's a very real world uh there's a lot of real world like elements in it. The, oh, yeah. how kind of goofy the story is you know parental relationships trauma for a child blah 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 yeah this one as well very... i know it's 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 really <laughs> it's it's amazing to me that how at any given moment throughout the course of this the run of this this season season anyway if not the whole series your jaw might be on the floor in shock you might be rolling your eyes thinking this is ridiculous you might be laughing hysterically at something that you could never even think would ever happen and yet by the end of this it's a really really human story that's that's really um that where everything really is tied up like everything makes sense when you look back at it in retrospect yeah i know yeah even like the random (laughs) helicopter like something yes it's it's really amazing (laughs) so anyway the shoes um, sorry (laughs) yeah as mrs davis honored his last request she hopes that wiley will honor hers and wiley speaks to mrs davis and he says, I remember. And then he starts <laughs> laughing and crying at the same time. And he says, I effing knew it. I love that. Which, that's a callback to episode five, right? When he when he's on the island and he keeps interrupting Shrek. Yeah, I knew it. I, I know. I know. I knew it. <laughs> so, this one, I guess he didn't know, though. I'll give him that. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming yep. it's the horse. I assume it is as well. But, oh, yeah, no. I, I, what I also like, though, is they never let us hear Mrs. Davis. I know. We never I did. love that. I love Me that. Me too. I was hoping we won, so I'm glad yep. we did. Yep. We're back at our favorite donut restaurant or donut place, Mana Donuts. Celeste tells Simone comfort is no reason to ignore the reality that she blamed her for years for helping Monty. But Simone asks her actual mother to proxy for Mrs. Davis. Now, I, I don't know if you saw this or not, but on Celeste's app, there's a whole conversation from Mrs. Davis. Did you see? Did no, you pause I, it? Okay. I don't read on people's phones, Mr. Sal. That's rude. But what did you, well, what did you glean they, from it? They're putting it up on the screen. I'm going to pause and read it. It says, I have, received, I have received the photos you uploaded and I'm happy to provide clarity. Is this a good time to talk? And then not, that, nothing from Celeste. This is Mrs. Davis again. It has been three days since we last spoke. Is everything okay? Nothing from Simone again. Another message from Mrs. Davis, Celeste, question mark. Hello, question mark, exclamation mark. I miss you. So, so, I mean, I I don't know if this is anything more than these are the types of messages that we get from our apps and and via notifications. Uh, I have most of my notifications turned off because I hate getting messages like this. I love it when Pizza Hut sends me a notification (laughs) that they got like a new... (laughs) <laughs> no, um, I, I i hate notifications as yeah. well <laughs> anyway simone uh gets choked up when she hears celeste say simone but that's just what i thought you wanted me to proxy for mrs davis this is her calling you simone it's not me <laughs> so anyway mrs davis says fun fact i fixed that windmill over there <laughs> i love this it's like trying to distract <laughs> i was like oh my goodness it's to... <laughs> yeah yeah, but an important point. Uh, if if there ever is a season two, that seems like it's an important point. Mm-hmm. I fixed that windmill over there um, by sending users to an exercise bike and shifts, and they burn calories, and they get joy out of it. Well, it that gives them purpose. Kind of a fun fact. Yeah, exactly. So Simone tells her, uh, not her mother, 
I'm sorry. Simone, Simone tells her that she met her mother, that she met Joy. Joy, yeah. Yeah. She thinks Mrs. Davis wanted what all daughters want from their mothers, approval. And it's so I, I love this scene so much because everything that Simone is saying to Mrs. Davis, she's also saying to her own mother. Celeste, yeah. And and vice versa. Everything that Celeste is saying to Simone, she's, she's it's Mrs. Davis saying it, but it's also Celeste literally saying it. So it, everything's got a double meaning here by definition. Literally. Yeah. It's, it's really great. So anyway, uh, Joy did not, unfortunately, approve of Mrs. Davis. And Simone tells her that she did everything she could to protect them from fear, disappointment, and most of all, pain. Mrs. Davis responds, isn't that every mother's most essential purpose, to protect her children from pain? So then I start thinking about Mary talking about Jesus, trying to get Simone to destroy the grail in order to protect Jesus from pain. Right. I start thinking about how ironic it is hearing Celeste say those words that the, her primary purpose is to protect her children from pain. Even though, you know, because of her, Lizzie got shot with an arrow through the liver. Simone counters that and says, no, it's impossible to avoid pain. It's a mother's purpose to hold our hand when we feel it and to say sorry when she causes it. And at that point, Celeste says, I'm sorry. And she says it on behalf of both of them. We're both sorry. Not, I choked up there too. I, I, that, was, that was a good one. That was a good oh. one. I, that, that's a turnaround point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, it's, it works so well because it's both. It's Mrs. Davis and it's Celeste. And they've spent this entire series having every proxy be some version of a motherly figure. Mm -hmm. And finally, it's her actual mother who's saying these words to her. I'm sorry. Oh, it, uh, anyway, it, it's, I think it's really emotional. Anyway, um, Simone absolves Mrs. Davis for the death of her father. After all, she wasn't made to care. She was made to satisfy and that is why she has to shut her off. Now, that I think is worth just pausing and thinking about for a minute here. Mm -hmm. The reason she turns Mrs. Davis off is because she was made to satisfy. Mm -hmm. And satisfy is so I guess the, 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 the statement that's being made there is satisfaction is not always what's best for everyone. Yeah. And I mean, that's definitely true. Absolutely. It's a good lesson. Yeah, I mean, my satisfaction may be at the expense of someone else. It, it could even be yourself, but yeah, it, could, it could even be myself. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. As they eat manna donuts, right? <laughs> Very satisfying. Yeah, those those honey butter <laughs> bologna sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll tell you right now, they're real satisfying. <laughs> exactly. So satisfaction is not and should not be the goal of every action that we take. So. Anyway, I that is a great message. I, I think I think it is too. It's really great. <laughs> so anyway, it's a really great reason to turn her off, I think. Because I I really like at this point I was thinking, she's gonna leave her on, isn't she? Like she she's realized that like, too. <laughs> all, all the good things that have happened. Like, but no, that's just a great this is a great point. But this is precisely why Mrs. Davis chose her, because only her most impassioned critic would be able to determine her value and have the strength to turn her off if she fell short. 
Simone does, however, give her that five-star rating. By the way, folks, we would very much also appreciate your five-star ratings and reviews. 100% customer satisfaction. That's right. That's right. Mrs. Davis wonders, though, if Simone is just telling it what it wants to hear before she says goodbye for the last time. And then we see all this mesmerization as Mrs. Davis turns off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just remembering the JQ scene. The JQ scene. He goes all in. This is, what I'm talking about. this is what I'm talking about, though, in terms of, like, this show, man, is so funny. Yeah. But it's also so good. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, all I mean, there's, in. <laughs> yeah, there's shock and anger and sadness, but JQ's excited. He's going all in. Did you read the message on this, this guy's phone? No. It says, I know you're sad to see me leave, but if it's, an, if it's any consolation, you were my favorite user. I will never forget you. Goodbye. So, and everybody's getting this message. (laughs) So they were all tied. Yeah. She tells everyone you were my favorite user. Oh man. So again, it's, it's honesty is not the priority of this AI's code. It's satisfaction. Mm. So the windmill stops and a lost looking user stumbles out. Maybe he just needs to figure out things on his own without anyone in his ear. And Celeste tells Simone that she did the right thing. Ridley, Wiley uh, rides up on the, on the horse barefoot. His boots don't fit anymore. He's not worthy. He's not worthy of his boots, just worthy. They bid farewell to Celeste, who actually calls her Simone. And as they ride off, Celeste looks up at the windmill and it begins to turn just as we cut to black very similar ending to another series that i won't say another series another yeah did we cover yeah that we covered i mean that shows something as it ends like like basically it really puts into your mind of oh and never Hmm. mind i don't want to yeah i'm not not, i'll I'll leave it i'll leave it there i'm not picking it up but If, uh, if if i said not I want to. Okay, we can go. Well, you can tell me after we're finished. Yeah, I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> anyway, all right. That's the end of the episode. It, it's the end of the season. It might be the end of the series. We don't know. But what we do know is that when we check the time, it's TV time. Oh, yeah. Ain't no time like a TV time. The people uh, had to give this a five, Mr. Sal. They did. 74% gave it a five. That's too low. I agree. <laughs> I think I can totally see people getting so confused by the plot. I mean, I, you know, as we record this, like we're, you, we're still on the day that it dropped. So it's, that is it's true, really, actually. We, we have no idea what this is going to be in the long run. So that is true. Very true. Uh, here's what I will say. Though. And I, I mean, maybe you don't know people as much like this, but like a lot, I, so many people I know, when they like watch a show, like they couldn't watch a show like this because they they don't actually watch TV shows. They'll like have them on while they do something else, oh, man. or like yeah. be on their phones while there's a show playing. Like they could watch yeah. like like they love The Office, right? I like The Office too. <laughs> I do too, right? And you could then really enjoy The Office while you're on your phone or doing something else. But you can't like enjoy a show like this and do something else because like you gotta just kind of take up a lot of your attention. If you like miss a scene or two in a row. You'll be really lost. Oh, no. so he's so, lost as that guy stumbling out of the windmill. Yeah, yeah, we're still, we're windmill level lost here. So, 
I, I, we'll see as um, the ratings go, but you know, yeah. Anyway. But, but that, that's but you're, fine, though. You're 100 right, though. That that is that is a it's a problem with the way we consume entertainment right now. It's like it is. Can't... I mean, it's a short form content and like uh, yeah. it, it's short form content, and it's also the fact of the amount of content and the availability of the content, right? Yeah. Like the fact that I can have the content on in my hand wherever i go helps yep. with that you know right it, it's a yeah. combination of a lot of things but yeah yeah i mean it's, it's it's also it's a function of we don't ever just do one thing right now every everything we do we're multitasking <laughs> almost everything love it's one of the reasons why i, I love doing like this. me too i'm playing video games right now <laughs> no, i'm joking <laughs> it's one of the reasons why i love doing this podcast because like when i'm watching the episodes that we're going to cover i'm 100 percent focused on that episode and when we're recording i'm 100 percent focused on the coverage i'm not doing lots of things at once i really enjoy that <laughs> anyway all right so the character ratings i think you said simone i think you and the people both said simone that is correct the people said simone 86 percent and i Definitely said Simone as well. Although I, presume, I mean, Wiley, Wiley second. Wiley was great. Twelve. Wiley was great too. Yeah, I, I don't want to take nothing away from Wiley. Like, I love the storyline. That's all great. Just Simone's was better. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, yeah. And his I think was more obviously the minor one. I, I mean, he like, was he was, he was the love interest. It was her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny if it ended like that. Him accepting <laughs> that he was the love interest. <laughs> yeah. Very absolutely. meta. Oh. Absolutely. Oh boy. Anyway, all right. Well, Kurt, if you have anything else to add about that, we don't have any predictions to make. <laughs> so uh, there's nothing to talk about. What comes next? Uh, you know, we've already kind of talked about what we'd like to see, but uh, at this point, we do not know from Peacock if they are renewing this for season two or if this is it. We all, all we know is that they submitted it in the limited or anthology category for the Emmys this year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I'll, I will tell you this much. When we do our recap episode next week, mm-hmm. which I'll talk about in a minute, uh, I am not going to do a conclusive essay. Because it's like, only one season? Like, well, no. Like Normally, when we cover a series mm-hmm. and we know it's the series finale, I'll do like an, uh, an essay on the I see. On the series. The I'm, because we don't know if this is it, I don't want to jinx it. So... Fair. Uh, I I want to hope. I want to hold out hope that this is not it. So. I, li- I, li- I like this precedent you're setting now because now, let's say for example, I told you know we did the Last of Us not too long ago, and let's say we're in a similar wheelhouse with that. And you in your head, you're like, oh, I really don't like the series. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an essay at the end <laughs> to really <laughs> finalize, just to really stamp it shut. That way, they don't make another season. Uh, mostly, I, 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 I've misrepresented myself here. No, just, no, just, no, you didn't. I'm just making something no, up in my head. Uh, no, but I did because I was no. just uh, because you know, I, I, the truth is not always what what uh, generates the most satisfaction. Really, the reason I'm not going to write an essay for this is because I do not want to have to write two essays for this eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so i will only ever write one essay uh, as uh, up to one essay up to one this. essay yeah <laughs> yes. so uh yeah well, so we're gonna stick with zero for now and hope that we get a, a season two and if we do you know when we know it's over that's when there'll be an essay but i'm really hoping and this is what i've kind of been holding out hope for all along i'm really hoping that this series finds a big audience now that it's over 
because so many people are talking about what a satisfying series it was. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, because I, I, think, I, I think now I can confidently say to people, and I actually already have said to people, look, it's crazy. You're going to feel so confused and lost. But you're lost. You're going to be entertained every step of the way. And when you get to the end, it will all make sense. Uh-huh. And you'll love it. It's got <laughs> it, it's got real um like emotional human problems. Absolutely. And it's also very timely. Like I, it, I would say. Both in terms of everything. like it's, the Internet of Things, like it's it's a really good series. <laughs> I would highly recommend it. It's it's except it's, for except for that Excalibur <laughs> stuff. But you know, maybe skip over episode three. I mean I mean do do the Sal cut. Do the do the Sal cut. There you go. There you go. The sound cut for episode three. Yeah, honestly, like it, it's got everything. It's funny. It's emotional. It's uh, it's pertinent to our time. It, it's it's really, it's 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 great. It's such a great series. I, I tried to figure out my hierarchy of Lindelof series, and I, it's tough. I don't know. It's tough. I don't want to give any recency bias. I just saw the episode today. I know. Which was my bad recency bias. I mean, I do think it's a great finale. I don't think I'll change from a 10, but... Right. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, then, folks, next week, we will be back covering Mrs. Davis again, but we'll have our recap episode. We will run through every episode of Mrs. Davis one by one from our least favorite up to our favorite, just spending, you know, a minute and a half or two minutes on each episode per person. Uh, we'll talk about the things we like the most, things we like the least, and so forth. We'll talk about the titles. What was our favorite title? What was our least favorite title? Uh, we've we've been giving you alternate titles along the way here, too. Um, we'll talk about uh, the characters. Uh, sometimes we talk about character deaths. I don't know if I'm all that inclined to talk about character deaths in this series. We had oh. Clara and Ziegler, and I think that's... A, about yeah, it, right? no, no character. That's then. We yeah, talk about characters as a whole. Right. We'll talk about some of the some of our favorite. Who are our favorite characters? Who, who's the goodest character? Who's the baddest character? That is going to be really interesting mm-hmm. when we talk about that. I think. Who are the, who's the most entertaining character? Who did we have the biggest turn on? Uh, who did we? Um, anyway, we'll we'll have lots of stuff. We may talk about some of our favorite moments, funny moments, stuff like that. At any rate. Uh, it'll be a great time so tune in next week for that recap episode during that episode we will announce what is going to follow mrs davis and the show hoppers queue uh, we're not quite done with lost season six so that will continue one episode a week until we're done with that but something has to replace mrs davis it's a hard task very hard to replace this show uh but we're going to try to find something to do that and we'll announce that during the recap episode in the meantime, please feel free to leave us those five-star reviews and give us that 100% customer sat- or user satisfaction. We, we would very much appreciate that. Email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. What was your favorite episode? We'd love to know. You can go back and listen to our back catalog, Better Call Saul, Black Mirror, Centaur World, Chernobyl, Dexter New Blood, The Leftovers, Lost, Only Murders in the Building, Ozark, Russian Doll, The White Lotus, Watchmen, The Last of Us, all kinds of great stuff in there. Check it out. This this completes, well, almost completes the Lindelof set. We just have to finish up Lost. And then, <laughs> the first one we started. Oh, my God. It's almost done. It's almost done. <laughs> Not that it's a bad. I, like, I'm really enjoying it, but it's, it's, 
it's long. It's, it's it's long. It's it's been it's been a journey, a three year journey <laughs> through Lost. Anyway, uh, so check all that stuff out, uh, and we're we're looking forward to uh, to talking to you about Mrs. Davis as a whole one more time next week. But in the meantime, remember that the greatest gift you can give someone <laughs> is show hoppers. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.